Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And today, and, ooh, and together we are F and A Van Life. <laughs> Did you forget? I was about to say, today we have a very special guest. Oh, <laughs> yes, but we do. Stoke is literally in the house. Yes. <laughs> Two of our good friends that we met on the road. We actually met them at VanFest USA. And I feel like we told you guys at VanFest USA that we were going to ride together. We are going to do some snowboarding together. And sure enough, just recently this year, it happened. Finally linked yeah. it up. Yeah. We and, did it. And ever since then, I feel like we've kind of been inseparable. Yeah. We've yeah. been finding each other, like, place after place, thinking that, like, this is the last time, goodbye, like, see you later. And then it's like, oh, you guys are still in the area. Let's yeah, meet right. back up. <laughs> yes, I love it. So just to give you guys, like, an update of where we are and what's going on, right now we are in the Phoenix area. We're uh, just hanging out with some friends. We've been doing little busy things just to get ourselves ready to make our way towards the West Coast. Yeah, and you guys have a big adventure coming up this summer, too. Do you want to tell everybody where you're going? Yeah, we, we do. do. <laughs> Thanks to Frankie, who convinced us. <laughs> and Alex's book, also very good. We are headed to Alaska this summer. Woo! So, going to go check out the beautiful nature. We can finally make the drive, because the border's not weird this year. Right. Um, and just spend the whole summer in Alaska. Hell yeah, we're super excited for you guys. And actually, I'm a little kind of jealous, <laughs> because the weather up there was absolutely perfect last Summer, in my point of view, not really for Alex so much. We were we went back and we're looking at the footage and we were doing some stuff with it. And I was like, I was wearing mittens in August. Like what? She's like, never again. Yeah, last summer was a particularly cold year, so hopefully you guys will have better luck with the weather. Fingers crossed. Maybe only a couple days of mittens. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the couple days of mittens is well worth it though, because the beauty up there, the opportunities, like. I don't know, it just opens up your eyes and your world to something so different than, like, the lower 48. It's just, it's just a little different. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when yeah. you get up there. Yeah, I'm excited, because, like, based on your guys' videos, it looks a lot like uh, British Columbia and Alberta, like that Banff area, but, like, on steroids, so, yeah. and, like, less people. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. excited yeah. for that with less people. Yeah, last year we did a stunt through Jasper and Banff, and that was just beautiful, so I'm sure it's just going to be, like, even better. Yeah. Take it plus 10. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Let's talk about, like, who you guys are, what got you into van life. Like, give us a little backstory of how you guys met, all the all the good deets. All right, well. Gotta go we we got to go, really go back a long time. We got to go back a real long time because we, we met a long, long-ass time ago. Um, we met in high school, and we started dating as 16- and 17-year-olds, so we've been together for, like, 16-ish years, uh, married for 10 of those, um, and then we moved out west once we got married, so we were originally from Michigan. Uh, I'd always dreamed of snowboarding. James is along for the ride. Yeah, right. She taught me how. She was like, you gotta learn or I'm gonna leave you at the lodge. Yeah, so, yeah. so I learned. So we learned, brought him out west, and we, we learned how to snowboard. Um, we lived in Salt Lake for seven years and bought a house right before we moved into the van, so we didn't... The van wasn't in our mind yet 
but we bought a house and then we moved into it and I panicked basically as soon as we started unloading stuff like all the friends left the u-haul was out of the driveway and I just looked at James and I was like I thought I'd feel excited but I actually feel really stuck like we can't just sell a house if we want to leave like little did I know that you absolutely can in Salt Lake yeah right (laughs) up until that point we've always been in like apartments and stuff so like you know we moved around a lot and it was really easy to do. And, like, with a house, you just can't do that. You can't just walk away. Yeah, you have to, you know, go through that whole process. So, like, I started panicking. And I really, really hated my job at this point in my life. Like, it was making things really miserable. I couldn't use PTO. I was getting denied for week-long stints of PTO. I could only use, like, two to three days at a time. Um, so I would, like, come home from work. I'd be crying and, like, super anxious and upset. And I was just like, we need to do something different. Like, this doesn't work. Um, and my dad always joked that he never... He didn't understand how I would ever work a full <laughs> five-day-a-week job because at other jobs, I was always, like, cutting my week short. And he was like, I don't think you're made for, for 40-hour work weeks. Um, he was right. Uh, <laughs> Long story short. Long story short. Dad was right. Figure, figure that one out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we stopped putting any money into the house, and we just said, like, let's sit on it. And maybe we'll we'll do something different. Like, maybe we could travel. We didn't really, like have an idea of what that was right. we were looking at yet. like tiny living tiny homes just kind of all kinds of alternative life ideas mm-hmm. yeah and so we just kind of sat on that for a while and we were like youtube like looking at youtube looking at i don't even i was hardly on instagram at the time but we were just like looking at youtube and like oh like these are pretty cool you had like your big names aiming them back and like fan wives and like a couple of these trenton alley like those core group of fan lifers and it was like that's pretty cool but, but I could never do that. I could like, never do it. Right. It doesn't look super attainable. Like, I can't live in a van. That's I, way too small. How do I quit my job and sell my house and, and literally give up everything that on the surface looks like we sent it? Like, mm-hmm. we had everything on the paper. Got right. degrees. We got a house. We got married. We were short of the kid. Or everything that a society <laughs> tells you to do, right? We had it. And so it was just really intimidating to think about, like, actually letting that go. Mm-hmm. Um and then one day, we were up snowboarding, we went up the canyon, and in Salt Lake, traffic for snowboarding is, whew, it is unparalleled. Um, <laughs> and we got turned around, and it was only the weekend after Thanksgiving, so very early season, the lots were full, it wasn't even that late in the day, we drove the, you know, 30 miles, 40 miles up the canyon from our house, and got turned around. Oof. Why? Because like there not was not, many, not, not, not enough parking, parking. Yeah, and so the like, was totally full. We'd waited in the canyon for like an hour or two trying to get up the canyon, and then we'd just get turned around. But you have to drive all the way to the top mm-hmm. before you get turned around. And we just like looked at each other the way down, and it was just like, "Are we gonna do this?" And it was like, "Yeah, let's freaking do it. Let's send it." And so we got back to the house, and we started looking at looking at vans and seeing like, let's put this research to good use because if we don't move into a van. We need to stop Googling it because they're just wasting so much time. So was the idea of the van to be closer to the mountain or was it to get to other mountains in order for you to be able to <laughs> snowboard? I'm going to say yes to that one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes and both. yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, like kind of just like this passion project of being closer and then just seeing more because even though we lived in Salt Lake, we'd only really been to Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd skied snowboard once in solitude a handful of yeah, times. Yeah, and it was just, you know, we were always, you know, nine to five jobs. We could only go up Saturday and Sunday when everybody else could go, and it was crazy. Like, Yeah, and it was just like, I just want to 
I want to do this a lot more because it was my happy place. It was my, you know, respite from all the work stress. Like it was like the one thing that like I could look forward to that on Saturdays I can like push that all out of my mind and we can ride yeah. as long as we can get there. Uh, <laughs> if you wake up at three in the yes, morning, yes, get yes. in the car, yeah, drive there. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of how we finally committed to it. Took us six months to find a van, which you can tell the story of how you found the van. Yeah, so like we we were searching forever. Um, We'd actually like found one and like called the dealership. We were gonna buy it, and it like it was gone. It like disappeared within hours. Like I was too slow. So then like still searching, and we finally found one. I was working my day job, found it on my lunch break, and like I got to look at this thing. So I drove for lunch. Like went and looked at the van. Was like this is the one. Yeah, yeah. And he sends me a text. He's like. I think I found it. You you got to come here after like work. Like, after work today, you got to be here. We're getting this. Nice. Because yeah. you knew you had to pull the trigger at this point because how fast the right. were going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And this was this was pre-COVID, pre-any of that. It was 2019, early 2019. Um, and so I went after work. It was pouring. Like, in Salt Lake, it doesn't rain a whole lot. And it was just downpouring. And we're out there just hoods up, checking everything over. And it was like, we got in the van. And you can, like, hear that. Like, the rain, the on, rain the on the roof. And it was just like... I can see it. Like, <laughs> like this, this is, it. is it. Like, we could do it. Now, what type of van was it for the viewers listening? Oh, so it's a um, high roof extended Ford Transit uh, EcoBoost 250. Um, so kind of the biggest Ford they make. Yep, both in engine and in body. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, at least at the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lengthwise, it's still the same, but now they have the, the diesel and all right. the other. Um, so, so we ended up getting that van, um, took it home. Um, and then over nine months while we were working our nine to five jobs, we worked on building it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot. Um, anyone that has ever tackled that, I'm sure can relate. Uh, yeah. those hours are long and it is fueled by just this pure desire to GTFO when you're done. Um, so yeah, like James would have every other Monday off because of his work schedule um, and you made some pretty big pushes right at the beginning so we could go out for Memorial Day weekend. Right, yeah, so the first time we took the van out was Memorial Day weekend. Um, it was, like, half built out. We had, like, folding tables from Walmart and, like, an air mattress in it and, like, a little camp stove, but it was, like, everything we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went out and went down to Goblin Valley in Utah. Um, had a great time. It was really fun, although we did freeze our butts off. Oh, man, man. Because it wasn't no insulated insulation. or anything. No yeah. insulation whatsoever. So we were absolutely frozen in there. No heater. No, no nothing, nothing. Nothing. We had, like, no. blankets and... Yeah, Lowe's bucket to poop in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not far away from that. We have a Home Depot bucket. <laughs> it was just... It was exactly what we needed to just leave. Um, you didn't need to worry about paying for parking. and And really, we were pretty unseasoned to open land camping like dispersed camping yeah we were totally new to that idea yeah out in michigan it's it's all state land like it's state or private so like you're always booking a site and in utah it was kind of like right this like new what, BLM uncharted, land you yeah. know like what's that or national forest and so trying to figure that out and like where to go and what to do and like yeah explain know. to me like what that feeling was like uh you know the first time you were trying to find this bureau of land management or this open land it was We chose a holiday weekend, so we'll start there. Um, At first... (laughs) (laughs) So it was pretty full. Frustrating, because we kept driving and driving and driving, and then there's, like, this little bit of fear of, like, what if we had to turn around? Like, this thing is huge. 
Right. And, and I wasn't and really used to driving it at that point. It's a big van. Um, going down these, like, you know, dirt washboard roads with, like, cliffs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. We probably, Once we found it, though. It, it was a dope spot. It was, it was a awesome. dope spot. And we, we, like, had our dogs at the time. And, like, our one dog, this should have been an omen right from the start, used to always get car sick. We couldn't hardly leave the driveway without her throwing up in the vehicle. And she made it through um, Spanish Fork Pass and all the way to Goblin Valley. Never threw up. We didn't drug her. We didn't do anything. She was happy, content. And, like, we let her out, and they were just, like, having a blast. Like, we took these beautiful sunset pictures of them. It was just, like, this moment of, like, dude, we loved it. The dogs loved it. Like, I think this is a sign that, like... It doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better than this. (laughs) Like, this is, like... I don't ever want to. Can we quit now? Like, do, right. <laughs> do we have to go back to work on on Tuesday? No, like, no. <laughs> we could yes, just stay no. here. Right. <laughs> they call like search and rescue. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, we haven't heard from them. They just left <laughs> on Friday. And... Yeah, missing persons alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like the first trip that we took in it, and then we continued to take it out while we were building it, which I think was a really yeah, good idea because so like, it influenced our design. And, like, every Smart. time we take it out, it'd be like, oh, well, we've got a sink now with running water, and, like, now we've got a real mattress, and it just kept, like, getting better and better and better every time we took the van yeah. out. That's cool. Like, yeah. building up to what it's actually going to be eventually and knowing that each week or each, you know, time you take it out, it just feels a little bit more like home. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, camping in it when it was just... We took it to Open Roads, the initial Open Roads Fest in Idaho, and everyone's vans are pretty much done or people were intense and we show up and it is just the space wagon it was almost like reflectics (laughs) (laughs) and we had our bed we had the fixed bed in at the time Uh, right now we have a um like a slide out bed so it's like a futon in the back and slides out over our benches but at the time we just did fix simple get it in place we had one battery and two panels enough to run the fan and charge a phone because we had to stay put for five days for that Mm. festival um, and it was just like, ah, it worked, like it yeah. worked and it was just really cool to be able to go to meetups that, you know, we'd seen people go to online, like some kind of degree of that and socialize with people who were already doing it that had tips, um, and like insight on like yeah. what it was going to be like when we didn't go home, when yeah. home was with us, you know? Yeah, so that first meetup allowed you to really get even a better understanding for what life might be for you guys on the road. Yeah, totally. Like, it was like, okay, it's a little hot. It's a little, like, you know, because it was July. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. like, you know, it'd be a little bit hot during the day, but then you could go outside your van, you cook outside, there was people around, you could go and socialize and go down to the river and take a dip. Like, it was just, it was a really cool sneak yeah right and i think it really let us kind of like get into the van life community a little bit um we met a lot of people there people that we still talk to today yeah yeah so it was a lot of fun and and we volunteered because i was like i'm not always great at being social so if i work a table somewhere i have to talk to people yeah um so i chose to volunteer uh like four hours every day to work at one booth or the other are you loving our podcast well we have a way for you to get one more a month by joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one-hour podcast ad-free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live on the road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise. Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes content from our YouTube channel, too. Now back to the podcast. 
uh, just to try and meet more people. So it kind of sounds like you already have like the van life mantra within you in order for just for you to be social, <laughs> which is like basically getting uncomfortable to feel comfortable eventually, right? right? Yeah. And to, you know, see what else is out there possibly than just, you know, if you didn't talk to anybody. Yeah, because I knew I wouldn't get the whole experience if we just hung out in our van. You know, like, it was like, we had the van, but we need a reason to leave the van. <laughs> so what did you guys do, and, like, how was that going to change with getting into van life? As far as jobs? Jobs, yeah. Oh, you can start. Okay, um, so we're, we both have engineering backgrounds. Uh, we both went to college, have mechanical engineering degrees. Yep. Um, so I was working at a, a blender company in Utah. Um, it was nine to five engineering job. Um, actually really enjoyed it. It was a fun job. Um, but there was like no way that it would go remote. It was very much hands-on, like prototyping, making stuff in the shop, which is why I loved it. Cause I love to do stuff with my hands. Um, but I wasn't able to take that on the road with me. Yeah. So you gave him the notice. Your boss is pretty bummed one because he was jealous and two, because you were a really good employee. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, my boss loved to travel and stuff, too. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go and, like, explore the world. And he was like, man, I want to go with you. Yeah, like, I was like, I'm mad that you're quitting, and I'm also mad that that's why you're quitting, because I want to do it, too. Uh, <laughs> um, and my job was a little bit different. I was not sure how they would take it. Um, and I really just wanted to quit, honestly. But it, if we could make money for a while, let's figure it out, right? So I wrote up a proposal. I'd been working there for four years at the time and had a really good track record. And I went to them um, and I was like, hey, either this is my two weeks notice or if we could make this work, like kind of here's what it's going to look like. Like I didn't want to be full time, knew it was obviously going to be 100% remote. And I was like, what what can we do for salary? Is it a direct cut in half? Is it you know, do I have to take more of a docking because I'm getting this, you know, quote unquote privilege of not being in the office, which I mean, it is a privilege, but like sometimes companies use that as a reason to pay you less because you're getting to not be there. Um, so it doesn't was, really make sense, but no, still I'm still the doing the same amount of work, yeah. but like somehow not being present, you know, is like a reason that they can start paying I guess you the less. commute in maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's a rate. Like it's a pretty small, it'd be a pretty small cut, but thankfully they were kind of in a place where I knew too much. I was still manager at the time and we'd lost a couple of employees due to people leaving or just people that were moving on to new opportunities. And it was kind of like, we need to keep you. How, how do we make that work? So my boss kind of took my proposal, sat on it for a few days, a very few anxious days for us. Cause we were like, okay, yeah, is it gonna all going to be savings or are we going to have an income? Um, and then they came back to me like, yeah, we can't, we can't lose you. Wish you would have gave us like a month's notice. Um, but I was like, yeah, I can't risk that. I didn't know if I, it's an at, Utah's an at will work state. So I could have given them notice and they could have been like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like really cautious. And so I think I gave them like two or three weeks and they were like, let's figure it out. Also, you need to hire someone while you're trying to leave. And so I was like doing interviews and trying to like wrap up my full-time work. Also trying to move out of the house, get the house rented. And it was just those like three weeks leading was, up to moving into the van were pure yeah, it was chaos. chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's normally how it goes when you're coming towards the end of your building, you're getting ready to leave. Everything just feels like it's in pure yeah. chaos. I know it did for Alex and I, cause we had this similar, you know, we were both working nine to five jobs and, um, I had to finish the van 
within a certain period of time where Alex would come home from work because I wound up quitting about a month early uh, to finish up the van and Alex would come home and then help me when she got home or like cook dinner or whatever it was that we needed to do. But yeah, it just felt like pure chaos. Yeah. We didn't test the plumbing until the day we were leaving. It was just it <laughs> Please was work, please work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It didn't work, by the way. So we learned a lesson there. But um, you guys do something that is uh, a little different, I guess, than what a lot of people do when it comes to working. Like, uh, I know that, you know, one works for a certain period of time and then the other one winds up picking up a job, you know. Yeah, right. That hasn't always been on purpose, but that's kind of how it's worked out our entire relationship. Yeah, just, I did my master's and, like, I was working in research, but, like, not making, you know, formidable, yeah. you know, like a substantial amount of money. You were working at the college. Yeah, and so, like, James was working and making the money while we were in Michigan, then we moved and I took a job, um, and he wasn't working, then I got him the job at the same company. I lost the job with that company when they did layoffs, and then I wasn't working for about six months. I snowboarded all winter, and then <laughs> I finally got an offer for the company that I work for now, um, and I was like, hey, I need a few more weeks. I got to finish the snowboard season, um, and then I started there, and then that was probably the longest stretch, those four years there where we were like both working, and I guess yeah. we both worked with the Blender company for probably a year and a half full-time together. Um, in different departments. But. but in, like, a particular case of that, like, I know that where it could get hard for some couples would be, like, one person might always feel like they're working where the other person might not, you know, and vice versa. How do you guys get past that? Um, so I think the person, in my case, the person not working right now is me. Um, <laughs> I try to take up the slack on, like, anything else that needs to be done. So, like, I, anything from, like, when we're on the road, I do all the planning, I do the driving... You know, where we're going to sleep, take dishes. care of dishes, water, you, you know. feed me. All, all, <laughs> all, all that other stuff that has to happen during the day. So, like, she can work, make the money, but then, like, I can take care of all the extra stuff. Yeah, and, like, from my standpoint, it's super appreciated. Like, I don't I don't look down on it. It's not like he's not contributing. He's just contributing in a different way that doesn't bring in a monetary value. Um, and so, like, I'm not offended at all by, like, lack of money in I'm I'm more just envious sometimes that like I'm the one working, <laughs> but like but it's so small like it's not a contention. I think it's also like check your ego at the door. Like yeah. there's no normal structure between you know like yeah, right, it's like, not like oh I have to make the money or I feel like really hurt about it or I've got to contribute. You know we each have like an allowance that we give each other so there's money that like. He doesn't have to feel like... Even though it's your money that it's, you made. It's my money, that, it's my money <laughs> that I made. And, like, cumulatively, our savings is both of ours. Like, yeah. the large savings that we have is ours. Um, but if by doing the allowance, we figured this out even when we were both working. There was this portion of money that you didn't need to request. Hey, can I make this purchase? Um, I want to go buy takeout, like, three days a week at work. <laughs> That's your choice. You know, if that's where you want your money to go. She, she's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, he he liked that. I personally could care less if I ever ate out at work. Like, it just didn't matter to me. Um, or if I want to buy art supplies. I don't have to be like, hey, I want to buy paints that cost way more than you think they should. You know, like, it just, it gives you that permission for a stash of money that you don't have to feel I like that. Guilty it's like a little her. bit of a slush fund. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like, you know, this is my fun money and it's going to go to my hobbies and right. my interests and I don't have to like... Justify it. it. Yeah. And yes. it doesn't have to like help you. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, like I really would like to go to Sephora in the next couple. Which of I days. said, go for it. I, in no type of way, feel any like if Alex needs something or wants something, I am open to her. Like everything we make is together. Yeah. So because of you know social media, the way we do everything, we work fifty fifty. Well, and also we're married now, and you yeah. guys have been married for ten years. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you've had a lot of time to figure out. Yeah. How you do your finances together? Yeah, because yeah. for a while they were separate. Right. Like when we first got married, those first few years, it was like I wasn't making money, and I was like, I don't feel like I should. Have... It was like kind of this weird. I didn't know how to think about it, and I was like, I don't know if I should have access. For that because I was like I'm taking out I got time I'm going to Joanne's I'm going to get some crafts <laughs> and, and then it was like I feel like I'm taking from our funds when I'm not contributing as much and so like to ease that guilt is when we started to kind of do a little bit of an allowance and then over the years we kind of like yeah. form like really formed like a clear line of like yeah, fun money our money savings money right. like and our allowance is like the amount changes, they kind of debate based on, on income, based on our sure. income. So like right now, it's not nearly what it was when it's we were both very working. Small. <laughs> <laughs> You're like one tube of paint. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's just nice to have that. And, and I think when we've both been in the position of not making money as I, we were deeper in the marriage, like it's not affected either of us like I was like I felt bad actually when I wasn't working in the sense that I was snowboarding and I was like I should save my legs for Saturday when it's his turn you know like uh-huh. that's what I felt guilty about instead of You're having fun I was like woo I'm ripping it up but at the same time I was doing all the chores so like when mm-hmm. he had weekend it was weekend so kind of the same thing he's doing for me now I was doing the laundry doing the dishes doing all the errands so that when he got off of work it was purely fun time that's awesome so it's great that you guys understand like you know the value of each other just to be able to like the fact that one person's working when they get off they should be able to just have a great time yeah you know because of how hard they're working to keep the family afloat per se yeah Yeah. right one thing that i've noticed just from observing uh one thing that james i feel like does extremely well is that whenever you actually have work he tends to like be in the van and hang out and not really do anything beyond you know like he he definitely seems to take into consideration your feelings the temptation because like if he were to go out and do stuff and that was something like not that he was ever going out of the van like not that he couldn't leave the van yeah, 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 correct, but right, like right. but when we were early on i felt like i would get like this anxious feeling in my chest like when i was like three hours into work and i still had another hour or so left of undefined time and it was like I feel like he wants to leave. He wants mm. to go do something. He wants to, and like I did too. It was my own feelings, but like, yeah. Yeah. but I was like, I feel like this anxiety that we're getting at three o'clock and I got to get done with my work, but I still have two hours to go. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, there was definitely some fine tuning yeah, of right. like, let me know. And he was like, no, I don't, I'm not rushing you. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do that. So there was like some communication right. that had to happen at the beginning. And it was like, okay, well, thanks for using my anxiety is that I'm not holding you back right. by, yeah. by, you know, doing all this work. Yeah, and, like, the time when you're working is, you know, time for me to do the other work, right? Like Blog, like, yeah. logistics, find our new route, where are we going to dump the water? And, like, sometimes he'll run errands and I'm sitting in the front seat. Yeah. Well, and then he'll go in and do, to, do, like, you know, laundry or groceries. And it's like, cool, well, then when I'm done taken care of yeah. yeah right and i'm not anxious about that <laughs> hey, you do it. <laughs> take care of that stuff 
Hey, guys, work extremely well as a team, and it's very noticeable from the outside looking Thank in, too. You. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, of course. I also want to say, like, I could reiterate the fact that, uh, like, you said, even over the phone to me when we were snowboarding, like, if James wants to go out, he can. Like, yeah. You know, but, but it just seems like the love that, you know, he shares, you know, for what you're doing and, you know, the respect of it. Uh, is definitely fully there. Yeah. And, and that's why he's just like, I'm good. I don't need to. He's like, you know? I, I could, but like, right. I, I respect it. And like, yeah, I'll stay right. back and like, I'll do a couple things. So like, I gotta you're, you're do not, some stuff too. You're yeah. not in here like, I want to shred. I want you to be slaving away at the computer while I'm out having fun. Right, <laughs> right. So two years have you guys been on the road a little over two years? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, where have you been? You know, all over. Woo, America! So we've been, uh, <laughs> we've been to forty-six out of fifty states at this point. Awesome. Yeah, missing and Alaska, Hawaii, Oklahoma, and North Dakota. So um, I don't know how we're gonna do North Dakota. <laughs> we'll have to figure that one out. Um, um, but yeah, we spent our first year primarily in the West, and just kind of it's the easiest. I would say if you're like starting van life, it's a good place to start. It gives you that open land feeling. Um, and you can kind of camp anywhere. There's a lot of other people out this way. So, like, if you're lonely or solo and you just want to find someone to be social, like, you can find them. Um, either if you're, like, following them on Instagram, you can just message them and be like, hey, I'm in, I'm in the same area. Like, if you want to hang out, you can message them on Seeker because um, you can find people nearby. Or, like, I don't know, it's just, it's a lot easier to coincidentally run into people. Yeah, exactly. You definitely get the community aspect a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the first year we bounced around the West, um, kind of using the national parks as our waypoints. Yep. Um, just kind of going all over the place, really. Yeah, yeah. And while I say that, like, our first year, um, we were in the van for like two months and then COVID. Um, so our first year in the van was remarkably unsocial, um, <laughs> which for us is, is fine. We operate really well just on a two of us kind of schedule but it, at the end it was definitely desperate like it was like oh, i just really want yeah, to right. see someone I and to i hang want, out with people i want talk to, to someone hug else. someone that's not my husband like i'm sure a lot of people can like relate to that just from being stuck at home but it was like wow like we're really out here and alone and like no one wants to hang out with us because we're the people that are like drifting around and it's like i don't know where you've been it's like i'm yeah. not a paper towel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, but then in 2021, things really stepped up and got social. We did some some meetups and we did the tiny fest. We did van fest um, and a couple other things like that. And we got to travel with friends, like actually caravan a little bit, which was fun. And then we did the East Coast. Uh, oh, and Canada. We did yeah, Canada. Don't forget about Canada. Whoa, we did Canada for three whole glorious weeks. We were on a time crunch, so we didn't get as much time as we wanted. And then we went to the East Coast. Yeah, and we started up in uh, Acadia, Maine, and worked our way all the way down to... Um, Florida Panhandle. Uh, Florida, Pensacola area, and then cut all the way over to Austin, Texas. Yep. And so kind of did a big loop there and kind of hit all the states in between. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a different experience. It's much different than van life in the West. Mm -hmm. um, definitely no BLM land and much less national forest. Yeah, it's beautiful in a very different and subdued way I would say it's like more of like a subtle nature like it's rolling hills and you're not getting like the jagged peaks or anything like that um if you like cities it's a better way to go um but for us it was like check like we had a really yeah. good time but... we wanted to see these areas but it's definitely like not the places we enjoyed the most out of everywhere we've seen so far yeah yeah beautiful fun but we were happy when it was over. 
Um, You're gonna love Alaska. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just six months of concrete, basically. Like, we really... It's a parking lot. And then we followed that up with parking lots going snowboarding. Um, So we went went from Thanksgiving, basically, to um, end of March without camping on... Or not even... No, not Thanksgiving. Shoot. September? (laughs) September till the end of March without really sleeping on on forest land. Yeah, so that was so quite a stretch. It was yeah. a stretch. <laughs> but luckily we had like some friends and some Airbnbs and stuff like that in the mix, so that did help a lot. It did help a lot. Um, so yeah, we, we uh, always said we'd slow down in year two, and we didn't. So <laughs> uh, the, the advice is always travel slower, and, and it is easier said than done. Yes. Yeah, there's just so much to see and so much to do, and it's like every time we talk, well, oh, let's slow down a little bit, and we find something else we want to go see, and then yeah. off we are. That or your day three in Walmart, and you're like, you know what? Nope, new town. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, I can't sleep at this Cracker Barrel anymore, or like, there was something kind of like, I didn't like about this area, so I just keep moving, and, and for one reason or another, you just, you move quick. Keep going. <laughs> so for all the time that we've been hanging out with you guys, it seems like you know everybody, like, every yes. time we're with a group, like, you're always like, oh, we know, like, all these people already. <laughs> they're, like, the most popular people without knowing they're the most popular people. They're, like, low-key the most popular people. <laughs> like, like, as you're saying this, I'm like, nobody knows who the f- we are. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. I, I feel like in the van life community, like, you have a lot of friends, you've made a lot of connections through Instagram, things yeah. like that. I feel like maybe just through the events and things that you've been to, you've met a lot of people. So for having a really antisocial... 2020 very antisocial you made up for it in spades yeah or like how have you been how have you found the community uh, i think i mean i do i do 99 percent of our yeah, instagram you run the instagram that's not me <laughs> um and so once we got a little more confident i think in being social and that was really one of our goals when we moved into the van was to put ourselves out there and be more social and then we're instantly tortoise shelled um, and weren't at all. We then really started, we're like, let's do these festivals. We've not been social. Let's just, let's dive in. And it was utterly and completely exhausting, but it was a really good springboard for the rest of the summer. Yeah. Like people we met, like in May, we like were people that we hung out with and talked to the rest of the summer. So, and then, you know, the community is smaller than you'd than I had ever realized. And so, you know, you hang out with one person, they're like, oh, well, I have these three people. And then you go over here and you're like, oh, I have these three people. And then, you know, it's like you just kind of, like, pick up these people and there's some that you'll click with really fast. Like, you guys are, like... Then there's people that you're like, hey, you're cool, but, like, I don't feel like... You know, we're we're speed dating. Like, you're fine, but, like... Yeah. You know. I'll see you on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't click. Yeah, Yeah. like, I'm I'm not going to drive three hours out of my way to hang out with you, but, like, I would gladly grab, you know, dinner or something with you if we were in the same area. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, Because that's another thing. It's, like, when you find a good set of friends, like, there's there's definitely certain people that were like, I'll drive. Right, like... Because it's, it's as you always say, ships in the night. Right, there's all the time you're like, you know, oh, they're, like, two hours away or three hours away, and, like... There's those people, though, that it's like, no, I'm going to drive those two or three hours to go meet up with them. Yeah, because you're like, I'm close enough, and if I don't see them now, then when? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to say, we feel blessed because we (laughs) feel like we've been, like, uh, about to leave you guys, and we say goodbye, and this has happened, like, four times already now. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and then, sure enough, either we drive to you guys, you're driving to us, and we kind of just make our way and meet up in the middle a lot of the time. (laughs) I know, when you told me you were still in Phoenix, I was like, are we like those clingy toe behinds? And we're like, 
Hey, hey you're what? still here? We're coming. We're coming. Like, <laughs> Please but, don't leave. We're totally open to hanging out with you guys anytime. <laughs> uh, we, we really do enjoy hanging out with you, and Paco loves you guys to death. We love Paco. Yeah, he, yeah. he jumps in your van all the time. He's just, like, he feels like... He has another family over there. Yeah, he loves James. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's great. He really I love Paco too. <laughs> um, I want to talk about your guys' blog because it's helped us out previously, and uh, I think you guys have very good, valuable information on there for people who are living the van life and have issues, or people who are looking to live van life and just need to know more about certain products and you know uh, ways to live in their van and how to build it and how to build it and all these different things you guys have an awesome blog post tell us more about that thank you <laughs> would you like to start yeah, sure. <laughs> um so we have a blog post and a website which is stokelofvan.com um on there we have a lot of um how to's product reviews lifestyle lifestyle just all kinds of van life related stuff really yeah um, we do consultations for people if they need help on builds that kind of stuff um, since we're both engineers, we kind of have all that technical background. Um, the post Frankie was talking about in particular was the heater post this winter when their heater broke. I feel oh, yeah. like we've gotten known for being like the, the heater, heater people. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, well, it, even with that being said though, uh, you guys are engineers. So like, even if we wanted like a mock-up of our van and people wanted our layout in particular, that's something that we might possibly be working together on. Oh yeah, right? we yeah. could totally do that. Like yeah. total 3D model of the van and have all the measurements and everything. Yeah, we've done that for a couple um, couple different YouTubers that wanted their, their layout available because people are always asking, people want to know, mm-hmm. you know, how big is your bed and how big is that? And like, you can tell them, but like, if you're getting a lot of DMs, sometimes it's just easier to have you know, have a guide, you know, and it's, it's like, if people want to support you, then they can get that. And instead of just the one cabinet dimension, they can get all of it mm. and they can replicate as much or as little of your van as they want. It's awesome. Yeah. It's cool to have that background because I feel like we wanted to make a replica of everything, but then we're like, we don't have enough time for this. We started <laughs> and it was like, this is hard. I, uh, give up. I was like doing the 3d mapping and stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. I don't know if I want to play on the computer like this right now. <laughs> yeah. The learning curve for, computer drawing is very hard and from my understanding SketchUp is also no longer free um so the amount of free softwares is really going down and the entry into 3d software um at a minimum is probably like a couple hundred bucks and then to do pro software is like several thousand dollars so it kind of sounds like to me that it's much easier to buy like an e-guide to somebody's book or yeah. the, the drawing of oh, somebody's yeah. bu- you know, build. Yeah, well, <laughs> absolutely. Otherwise, you're going to spend hours and hours trying to learn the software and then doing it yourself. Well, you could, like, you if know, you spend, bought, like, if spend you a little bit of money and just have gu- it. Yeah, if you bought, like, you have four people that you really love their build. You could buy their guidebooks and you spent $40, $60, you know, like, however people are pricing it, to get dimensions on stuff. And you can kind of piece out that the, your perfect layout using those instead of just going bananas trying to draw it yourself. Because even if you draw it, there's still going to be modifications. Like, mm-hmm. when in our guides that we have, like, for, for building, you know, there's always, like, a plus or minus measure your van first. Like, this is what we did, but if you started with siding, you know, if you insulated and then put your shiplap up and then built X, Y, or Z, you know, you have to still check your measurements. Mm-hmm. Um, but... A Ford Transit's a Ford Transit. 
support transit. Yeah. Right. So like you're really close just depending on when you what order of operations you build that in. Yeah, so like for us for instance, our layout inside like everything is kind of behind the walls. So we were able to maximize our space completely. The ship lap is right up or the 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 Eucalyptus? You, no, no, Cypress. Cypress. Tongue and Groove. Ooh, fancy. I was about yeah. to smell your wall. Yeah, right? I was like, is it really? Yeah, it's Cypress, <laughs> Tongue and Groove, and uh, it is literally butted up to the frame of the van. So we maximize the space as much as we possibly can. So instead of having a more traditional, you know, square wall, we have a curve in our yeah. wall. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. It just depends on what you want. And we knew that uh, that we wanted it to be you know, as open as humanly possible. Every right. inch counts. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. In in van life and in the other lives. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, this brings me to a very interesting point. We were having a conversation the other day about um, underwear and van life. And like, <laughs> how many pairs of underwear do you need to own relative to like your laundry days versus like, are you an inside flip it out or are you a reuse? Yes. Are you a, you know, put it on backwards? What's everybody's stance? We we have two weeks worth of underwear. Yeah, one and done. We don't flip. I no. don't rotate. No. Like I've yep. got about two weeks. Yeah, and it, if you if you have to take it off, like if you shower, you can't put it back on. Yeah. So like... If you put it on at 3 p.m. and you shower the next day at 10 a.m., that's it. That's it's it. Those are done. You can't put those back on. You've cleaned yourself for probably the first time in five days. <laughs> you can't go putting on eight-hour-old underwear. <laughs> but, like, if you showered at, like, 8 p.m. So we can tell we're engineers. Yeah. <laughs> and then you sleep in them and you go the whole next day, you change them, like, the following morning. Yeah, yeah. But, like... If you pass the 36 hour mark, just take them off. Wherever you are, just get rid of them. Yeah, three hours is too much. Yeah. I will say I definitely am probably the dirty one here in the sense of I'll go two days with the same underwear pending on activity. So if I'm not like doing much activity at all. I'm just chilling. Yeah, I'm just kind of hanging around all day. Then I'll be like, all right. What if it's I can sweaty like it is now? If it's sweaty, then I change them. <laughs> so. But sometimes you'll just like w get in a new pair in the morning, wear them all day, sleep in them. And then just get dressed the next day and wear them the whole day and sleep in them. Yeah, yeah, but I will say I'm sometimes not that does happen by accident. Like if all, if you get up at a spot that you're like, like if you're urban camping and you're like, well, I just got to get up and roll because, right. because I'm not doing breakfast here. I'm sleeping outside of somebody's house. And the next thing you know, you're like three p.m. You're like, ooh, I didn't I change that. Change my well, and I well, also... it's three o'clock. We're taking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on those days I'm like, did we brush our teeth? Did we like do it? Because yeah. your whole morning routine is just like just out the, window. Thrown out the window. Yeah. I will say I'm not a Missy Elliott. Like I don't flip it, turn around, and reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not flipping around, putting a, the front hole in the back. <laughs> no, no, at least not on purpose. No, right? no. Yeah, well, we've heard about a story with James with the flipping around the on accident. <laughs> Oh, I'm I, a, I have a daytime underwear and a nighttime underwear. <laughs> so, and so, like, every day I'll switch into my daytime underwear, and then so when how, I go to bed, I get into my nighttime underwear. How many underwear. days of double underwear do you have? Though? At least two weeks. So yeah. you got like 40. Wait, 14. 14 times 28. 28. I swear I'm an engineer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I have a whole, like, 
separate pile of underwear for like when I'm on my monthly oh, yeah. flow. I got those too. So I have, so I have like, two weeks plus that. Right. So two weeks plus seven, but so I don't always wear them. So it's like a month and them. a bit. You yeah. Can, like, you know, I could go three weeks. I go longer than James on those on the weeks that I'm That's on my true. period because I have extra underwear for that. I just looked at the time because KJ's uh, math brain shuts down after seven o'clock and it's seven o two. Oh yes. So oh, I got you. Thank God. Yeah, we played a card game the other night and. Uh, I definitely couldn't do mental math. I had to break out the calculator to total up the scores. <laughs> James kicked our ass in that game. Yeah, yeah it was he, good. He it was absolutely good. did. <laughs> Sushi Go, 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> recommended. Um, so, like, with that being said, too, are there, like, specific things that you like to do while you're on the road uh, and traveling? Like, uh, we did see that you had a couple of different, like, card games. Um, and, like, what hobbies do you guys enjoy? Um, so, I, <laughs> Kristen does art. Yeah. I'll let her talk about that. But uh, <laughs> my, my hobby is basically, like, in the van when we're chilling at night, I'll play, like, computer games. We've got a Nintendo Switch. That's kind of my thing. Um, and then, like, during the days, we, we love to hike, snowboard in the winter. Um, we both have one wheels that are awesome to ride. Um, uh, we rock climb a little bit. Not very good. Yeah, not um, very good. But, but it's a fun hobby. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then art for me. I play video games occasionally, but my brain doesn't often allow me to like veg out like that. Like I always feel like there's something else I could be doing. Mm. Um, so when we get in a stint of playing them, uh, I I love it. But getting myself to sit down and play games is a little bit harder. As far as like video games, we have a couple like board games in the van, um, and then I'm just usually pretty adamant about going out for a couple walks a day. Basically, like a dog, <laughs> take me for a walk. <laughs> she gets cranky if she I doesn't get, get her walk. If I don't get my walks, and I like to do a workout in the morning. Um, and if I don't do it in the morning, then there's absolutely no chance in hell it's getting done. Because mm. if anything that, if you can control, like for us, if you control what happens before noon, those are your precious hours. Because once, once afternoon rolls around, um, whatever. It's a shit show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could either be the best day of your life or the worst day of your life. <laughs> so you just got to get the things that are done and that are important to you done before like noon. Right. I think so it's like important that. too when you're hanging out with other people to like do those things yeah so i what i found really nice about you guys which i was like trying to implement a little bit with <laughs> yes. us was that when we're in these like big social settings you guys kind of like i don't want to say like hermit but like you spend your mornings doing your morning routine yeah. inside your van like it's like a protected you know space protected time protects like your energy you're doing yes. what you need to do to like reset and recenter and then you kind of like emerge as like fully formed human beings, right? <laughs> this is absolutely accurate. Yeah, yeah, whereas I feel like it's easy to get sucked. Like you, Because you want to. You want to yeah. go be in the circle. You want to hang out because when will I see these people again? On FOMO. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. You're like, you know, like, sometimes we emerge in the van and, you know, three people have left in the group. And it's like, oh, I didn't say bye. Yeah. You know, but like, it's like one of those things that we watch out the window and it's just like, I can't, man. I have a social hangover. Like, I need a minute to, like, right. be alone and yeah. not talk. And sometimes it's just as simple as, like, the dishes are piling up and, like, we got to, yeah. like, take care of this. Yeah, like, the life feels like chaos. And I don't I don't like it when, like, things get out of balance like that. Like, when we first started being social in 2021, we went, we tipped the scales hard social. And it was, like, to the point where, like, people would invite us out for something the day after these events. And I was just, like... I cannot even imagine socializing. Like, in tears, I can't... We were on the other side of the parking lot from a meetup, after a meetup, and I was like, I can't go. I'm... No. No, I need a nap. 
and, <laughs> and I just took a nap in the park, like cried, took a nap in the parking lot, had dinner, and I was like, I just, as much as I want to hang out with those people, like, I am not myself. Yeah, it feels like when you get your social media too full, it seems like you kind of break down. Yeah. You get in, you go into your tears, you know, yep. moment, <laughs> yep. and then you're like, I just need a break. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Definitely I'm someone that's like, I enjoy those moments with people, and like, this kind of a setting, like a 2 on 2 is perfect. I can do this for a while. But, like, last night when we hung out with a couple more people, that's, like, my max group of people where I'm fulfilled and not utterly exhausted. Mm. Um, anything bigger than that. And I'm just, like, there's too many conversations. I'm overstimulated. There's too much social. And I'm just, like, and goodbye. Mm. <laughs> How do you do with it, James? If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our van life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about van life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road, living van life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. I think I do a little bit better. <laughs> Even though I think I'm the shyer one of the two, but I don't think it uh, overwhelms me quite as much. Yeah, you're not audio. Like, for me, audio is, like, a big anxiety trigger, like, to hear, like, a million conversations going on at the same time. Like, sometimes I will just, like, like glaze over. Like, if I'm not actively in one of the conversations at the table to hear all of that, it's just, like, and goodbye. You know, like, I just gotta, like, tune out for a second, find a dog to look at, and then come back in. Right. You know? Like, <laughs> I, like, I can't process that much sound and stimuli. stimuli. Right. And, like, maybe it's because I am... I'll, I'll jump in and chat once I'm in a conversation, and you, I'm, like, expending and the vocal energy, and you're just like, yeah. I, I'm just hanging out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, James kind of just like takes it in a lot. Yeah. He jumps in the conversation too. Like, oh yeah, right. Very easy to talk to. You know, a lot of fun to be around. Uh, but like, you're also a very good listener. It yes. seems like you know you could sit back and you could just like take in things and listen, sure, and learn, right. um, and get to know people just by being part of the conversation right, yeah, and exactly. not like taking over the conversation. <laughs> right. No. And then I'll get back in the van and be like, "Did I talk too much?" No, you didn't talk too much. You're fine. <laughs> like right, right now, I'm even like, am I letting him talk enough? <laughs> no, you're good. No, they're really like, this is real life. So, like you, you talk way more than I do, and like it's not a bad thing. It's just how we are. It's just how we are. But then it makes you second guess because like I used to be wild. Like as a teenager, I was like, you had like mohawk yeah. and crazy hair and dress. Yeah, and, and like, like I would always be like so loud, and then I would be like, we would get back, and he's so quiet. And I just be like, am I overwhelming? Like, am I too much of a person? Like, because I never, ever, all my friends that I'd been around besides James were just like, we were all like, not competing, but like, who can be the loudest or the most outrageous? And like, he was just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And it was like, maybe I don't got to level it up all the time. <laughs> Like, yeah. and so, like, over time... Yeah, it was a little bit of an opposites way. attract thing, and yeah. I think we kind of, like, averaged out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. balanced each other. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I definitely feel like that I kind of get that way with Alex sometimes, because I'm the one who talks so much, and Alex... But it, you were a hell of a lot more outgoing than I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You! <laughs> I feel like me and Alex are definitely on, like, the same page of, like, give back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I've had enough. The clock, yeah. the clock struck nine. Goodbye. Yeah. But I get the same feeling as you do with James sometimes with Alex. Like even today, because her voice was turning a little bit, I, I'm like, 
hey, is like everything okay? Are you okay? Like, cause like I'm talking, but she's not necessarily answering out loud. But it was more of a, I don't want to talk right now. You know, I feel like because there was so many people last night, my vocal cords have well, never been the same since a trip to New Orleans where I ripped one of them. Like, I ripped a vocal oh, cord. That sounds terrible. Yeah, so, like, when I get, and I Jeez. talk really loud, and I'm, like, I'm just, like, a loud talker. And, like, when it's in a setting where there's a lot of people kind of talking over. sounds. Exactly. So then I, like, level up my volume, and then my, like, vocal cords, like, feel it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So if I'm in a setting where it's like lots of talking, especially like lots of fire smoke too, like oh, that just yeah. like kills oh, yeah. me. Mm -hmm. But so like today I was just like, I don't feel like I can like talk a lot. Like I just want to like not, I'm resting my, my voice. Yeah. I'm, and Frank's like, I don't like it when you don't talk. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like it when you don't talk <laughs> I gotta back. go find a stranger to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not even that. I just, like, I'm worried about, like, yeah, her emotionally. Her yeah, right. You know, and, like, it's not the... Yeah, it's just the fact that I worry about her emotionally. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. Like, is everything okay emotionally? Is there something that I need to do or change? And I, like, because you start to reflect on yourself. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Frankie. <laughs> that, this is your anxiety. Turn yeah, it down. Turn yeah. it down. He's tail spinning. He's like, there's nobody to talk to. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> How does that <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's kind of like wrap this whole conversation up. The question that we always like to end with is if you were guys were talking to like prospective van lifers, people who are thinking about getting on the road, what kind of like nuggets of wisdom would you impart on somebody kind of just getting into this lifestyle now that you're like seasoned pros at yeah, van life? Right? Which is so weird. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, um, let's see. I would say like set yourself up for success. Um, we've seen a lot of people that, you know, they run out in like their van kind of like half built, like pooping in the bucket like we used to. And like, not that you can't do that, but like be real with yourself. Can you do that for months on end? What is your comfort level in like... You don't have to prove anything to anyone. If your comfort level is having a bathroom, have a bathroom. If your comfort level is making sure you've got a comfortable space to work because you're going to work, do that. You know, like, set your van up to support you living on the road for a while so you don't go out for three months and it doesn't doesn't work it's falling apart like yeah right like um you know if you are just going out for a summer then maybe you can put oh, up with a little bit more discomfort absolutely. but if it's going to be a long-term thing like look at it like it's a long-term thing um for us we knew it was so we put a full bathroom we've got like a stove oven sink you know everything in the van because we knew we wanted all those things yeah and i drink too much water i would <laughs> i pee all the time <laughs> but like yeah that was like setting that up to be comfortable for us and then also um Keeping, like you were pointing out, like, find your, what's important to you to keep you in balance and do that, whether you're with people or not, um, because it's really easy to just get up and go and explore, like, move to a different spot, and, like, for us, our morning routine is super important, like, coffee time, breakfast time, like, that's, take it slow, whether that means you just don't move from Walmart and you have an hour in the Walmart parking lot drinking your coffee and enjoying the morning, that's where it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we don't like to drive between everywhere several times throughout the day just to make movement. Um, and then move slow, which, again, <laughs> reiterating, is easier said yeah, than done. As we say now as we do there. Yeah, yeah, because we went a really long stretch where we didn't sleep in the same spot twice. Mm -hmm. And looking for a spot every single night can get really exhausting, even with apps that 
you know, you can find stuff, but it's a journey. You're driving there, yep. you're searching, and sometimes you get there, and, I mean, campsites are a lot more popular nowadays, so, uh, yeah, sometimes you get there and it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I think that's awesome advice. Uh, I, I want to just say, like, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We love you guys. You guys are amazing. It's been a pleasure traveling with you and just being able to be a part of each other's van life experiences. Um, yeah, and I, I think we personally found lifelong friends that we Agreed. will yeah, <laughs> that we'll snowboard with down the road. We'll go on trips with down the road. Maybe you we'll know. meet you in Mexico. We'll, you guys find us Ooh, a spot. We'll come yeah, find you. That'd be amazing. That'd yeah, be amazing. We definitely, sure. uh, we've never had anybody actually go out of their way to meet up with us somewhere. Not even so, like, well, even maybe family. my parents. Um, yeah. But actually, <laughs> well, well, they made us come to, to them. them. Correct. Mom and Dad, I love you, but Banff was your idea. Yes, and we drove many miles to meet you there. Correct. So and once it's again, not close to Big Sky. <laughs> uh, no. So once again, it's like nobody's actually came. But your parents talk about the fact that they will probably come down to Mexico, Central America to Don't meet us. It. But you know, no, but not my family. Nobody. So it would be really cool to have you guys oh, be possibly those first people. Yeah, that'd be great. Stoked. Stoked to be those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, if people want to come and find your blog, let us know what it is again. Uh, Stokelofan.com, uh, S-T-O-K-E. And then on Instagram, Stokelofan. We just started a TikTok today. Whoop, whoop. Stokelofan. <laughs> Basically all things Stokelofan. So yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll link them all down in the description below. We hope that this podcast was helpful to you guys. Make sure that you leave a five-star review. Drop a comment. Share it with some friends that you know that want to get into this lifestyle. It all helps grow the podcast. You know, we, we are very appreciative to everybody that listens, and we try to give you all the best information. So, with that being said, we hope that you guys have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right, all that.